Welcome to the Minutes of Faith podcast, where we dive into Scripture and explore amazing things God is doing today. Our aim is for you to receive encouragement and God's direction for you in today's world. Here's your host and author of her latest book, Praying for America and the Army of God, Debbie Jansen. I am so glad to be back with you guys today. Uh, I know I've taken a lot of time off for October from doing the podcast, but there have been a lot of things going on, and you are going to be surprised at what's going to happen soon. Um, I'm not a large company. I don't have a lot of people helping me, but I do have a team. My husband and my two sons, they help me quite a bit, and we have come up with some new ideas to... Uh, get involved and to help all of you, and I think you'll be really excited about those ideas. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, my son, Jamie, and my other son, Ken. Uh, They do all the technical work for me, and it's amazing what they can do. Um, I can't accomplish God's plan for my life without those two sons. I know that God has called me to share honest information that will change the course of God's work, the church, and the individual, and maybe even America and the world. And God's blessed me with a big mouth (laughs) and the ability to talk, but also the ability to write. What he has not blessed me with is the talent for art or for technology or for any of the ways that you would produce the stuff that I have wanted and feel called to produce. So these sons can fulfill any creative desire I have. If you're a church or a business and you need help with the technology because you can do the job that you have the talent to do, but you don't know how to take pictures or create videos or get things online or stream stuff or have a website or any of that, contact Jamie Jansen Media, and that's at jamiejansenmedia.com, or you can contact Ken Jansen at his website, which is Downpour International, D-O-W-N-P-O-U-R-I-N-T-L International, downpourinternational.com. And these, either one of these guys, they'll get together and they'll help you accomplish everything that you've wanted to accomplish. Now, for today, we are looking at, at day six of my book, Praying for America and the Army of God. And on day six, I'm talking about discernment. Our scripture is, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. And that's Matthew 10, 16. You know what? That's hard to do. In our country right now, I have so many people coming up to me and they seem they are discouraged. And they tell me it's because truth is hard to find. Well, you know what? If you don't have truth, you can't live a good life. 
trying to build a good life, a good company, a good country, a good business, a good family. If you try to build those things with a lie, it'll be the same as trying to nail jello to the wall. It just won't work. It keeps running and slipping and it you cannot get it done. Lies destroy. Lies do not build. Christ's mandate to become wise as serpents and harmless as doves implies that we must develop a thing called discernment. Now, discernment involves the ability to detect motivation and the spirits that motivate. In other words, discernment can see through false promises and or reasons for unscrupulous behaviors or actions. Christians today need the gift of discernment in order to see Satan's evil plans because Satan is really good at hiding that. In fact, the Bible refers to him as being a snake in sheep's clothing, you know, or um, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And he's really good at hiding his deception. As we approach the end of time, Satan is creating a firestorm of deception. We can see that all around us. Christians are surrounded with people and situations that leave us wondering if truth still exists. It is both sad and dangerous that even some strong Christians are so deceived and hurt that they have turned away from God. Oh my. When God's army is battered by lies and deception, the resulting confusion fusion can wound Christians to the point that they may not recover. At the very least, the army of God will be more susceptible to attacks from the enemy. And we just can't afford that right now. We need to be our best. Just last week, I witnessed a devout Christian soften his voice, look out the window and complain. I want to trust that good people still exist, but most of the time I see no evidence of that. It makes me feel desperate and alone. And you know what happens when you feel desperate and alone? That's when Satan can attack, and he will win when you are that discouraged. Now, Matthew 7, 1 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. But that's misquoted. Some people take that to mean that you can't ever judge, and that's just not true. Um, some people say that because they may not want to get involved with flawed people or they are hiding something in their own life. So they don't want you judging them. And sinful people don't want you to judge them because they want to be free to hide the signs and the sins that they love. Wow. If we do need to intervene in a sinful situation, it is important to first sort out the truth of the matter. We should also make sure we aren't guilty of the same sin. Now, the way you go about judging, and if you read that whole chapter, the the chapter before, the chapter with that verse in it, and the chapter afterwards, you'll see that what he's really saying when he says judge, 
or do not judge or you too will be judged. He, what he's saying is don't judge wrongly. Read the whole chapters and grasp it. Uh, because later on in that same chapter, he says, don't judge improperly. Make sure that you do it in the right way. So the first thing to make sure you're doing it in the right way is to sort out the truth of the matter. Get all your facts before you make a decision. Then you need to make sure that you aren't guilty of the same sin. Because you have no business talking to anybody else till you get the sin out of your own life. We need to approach the issue using Ephesians 4 as our guide. In this chapter, Paul stressed that we are all members of one body. We must come together, speak the truth, be compassionate, and help each other become what God intended us to be. After all, if we can't do that, we will be tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. That's Matthew 4, 14 through 15. So we have to leave every person's future in the hands of God. Now, it's never right to say that this person or that one will not make heaven because we don't know their heart. But it is for God to judge, not us. That is. We must also be compassionate and quick to forgive flawed people. Yet discernment can help us discover hidden truths. Discernment can help us defeat Satan by giving the local church the tools they need to be informed and stronger. There is nothing more devastating to a group of people than to believe a lie. We need truth in order to move forward. Now, we can pray for God's gift of discernment, and His discernment can help us see the truth. But how? How are we going to go about doing that? Especially when it seems like Satan's joined the church. (laughs) Um, Whether it's churches or our great country, we need discernment to help us in our quest for truth. So how do we go about doing that? Oh, let me... I'm picking out a few things out of this chapter. Let me go back and read this to you. American freedoms will cease to exist if we trade maturity for childish emotions. Satan loves to use emotions to distort and hide truth. Maturity and the ability to put our emotions aside make us strong. So take it down 10 notches. And when you see a problem, say, okay, I need to gather the facts. I need to make sure I have all the facts, and I need to make sure that I'm approaching this in a mature manner without ignorance and without emotional behavior, because those two things will make us weak. Now, how do we use our power of discernment to go ahead and and see what we're actually dealing with? The first thing is you have to have a reputation. And the people that you're looking at, you need to look at their reputation. For example, America has been a trusted country. We've always said, you can depend on me. You can trust me. 
that became a statement that many people responded to, and we built better lives and communities when the people we trusted were actually trustworthy. And in the last few years, what are decades, what has happened is we accept lies. So we don't require people to be trustworthy anymore. Always look at the reputation. Number two, be willing to call out the lies. Now that's not an easy thing to do because what we have traded for honesty is that people want to be liked. So, oh, I just don't say anything. I just keep quiet because, you know, I, I just don't want to hurt anybody. But that doesn't get you anywhere. That takes you into the worst, deepest deception that Satan has ever built. We need to be willing to honestly and responsibly call out the lies. We need to learn how to say to someone, I love you very much. However, I love you too much to let this happen in your life. You're believing a lie. Let's see if we can't find the truth. You can always find a kind way to say it, and it still may hurt them. But you know what? People need to live by the truth. They will never be successful. They will always be destroyed by lies. Number three, liars should not be influencers. If you know somebody's a lie or is lying to you, do not ever believe them or go down the road with them. And excuse me, but here we have to talk about politicians. Have you ever heard a politician caught in a lie brush it off with saying, well, I misspoke? <laughs> Just because you gave it another word doesn't mean you're not a liar. If you lied, stand up and own it. Say, yeah, I lied because I didn't want to do that. And if somebody can't do that, don't go down the road with them. If a politician or a salesman or somebody is caught in a lie and they say, oh, I misspoke, tell him, okay, I'm done with you. Because when you hook up with a liar, you're going to be destroyed. Number four, we've got to hold pastors to the truth. There are too many churches where pastors want to be kind and they're being so kind, they're letting people go to hell. Don't do that. If you, there is a loving and kind way that you can take your Bible and go to your pastor and say, you know what, I don't believe what you taught here. I'm going to give you the chance to explain it to me. And if it doesn't follow the scriptures, what they said, uh, or if you have other scriptures that contradict what they said, maybe you need to find another church. Number five, search out the truth. Lying is an easy thing to discern if you look for the facts. There have been many times that people have lied to me, and what they don't know is I go behind their back, and I go straight to the person they were talking about. Okay, this is being said about you, because you don't want to pit people against each other, so don't tell on the person that told you. But just say, this is what is being said about you. Is that true? And get the facts. It is always easier to 
understand whether something is true or a lie if you've got the facts. Number six, watch everything. And by that, I mean watch their demeanor, watch their hands, watch how their eyes, whether they're looking at you or not. Watch how nervous they are. Watch for the truth hidden in body language. And always look for the motive. There are several things right now in our government that if the truth came out, I think everybody would know that the person was lying and they're only lying because they want money. There's money behind it. So find the motive for what someone is saying and you'll understand whether or not it's a lie. And number seven, uh, deception is the same as lying. I used to get yelled at more as a kid for deception than for, well, I didn't really lie because I knew what kind of consequence would come with that. I think I lied one time and, uh, yeah, it was not pretty. So, um, but my dad kept talking about deception being a lie. So if I, he came in and he said, Debbie, someone broke that vase and did, did you see who it was? And if I had broken the vase, but I looked at him and said, well, I wasn't home at three o'clock. That's deception. Because the vase could have been broken at at 3.30 or 4 or whatever. When you lead someone to a specific conclusion by by derailing the conversation, that's deception. And that's just as much a lie as saying, no, I didn't break the vase when you did. And number eight... Salesmen always stretch the truth. And most of the time, salesmen know how to lie. So if there is money connected with something that someone's telling you, be prepared. It's a lie. Uh, Or it could be a lie. Um, Don't believe public opinion because they have it all wrong. Evil does not get better when we avoid judging or confronting it. Evil gets worse. When we allow deception to get a free pass on judgment, we become a pawn of Satan and a peaceful life will always escape us. So today, are you tired? Are you weary trying to stay one step ahead of the liars and deceivers? Well, I have great news. You don't have to be deceived anymore. You can pray for the gift of discernment. Study the scriptures that you can find about lying, deception, judging, and compassion. Don't read just one verse, but study the entire chapter so you have a sense of what the author is trying to convey. You can start with Matthew 4, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. John 7, Ephesians 4, Romans 2, Luke 6, and Galatians 6. Any of those chapters will give you a sense of truth and of how much that God wants to give you discernment and help you to live a life of truth. Thank you for being with me today. Let's pray. 
Dear Jesus, we need the gift of discernment. We need to be able to know the truth so we can act properly. If we are to represent you, we need wisdom and discernment to help us navigate our world with compassion and love. Dear Jesus, I ask you today to be with my listeners, to give them peace and comfort, to let them know that you are there with them and that you will help them to find the perfect truth so that they can live their life in truth and in spirit with you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. If you're looking for more encouragement and guidance, claim your copy today of Praying for America and the Army of God by Debbie Jansen. It's available on Amazon.com or visit DebbieJansen.com. Get your copy today.